Okay, good evening everybody. So, um, yeah, I, I was in contact with many people. Actually, last time we gave this was before the second days of Pesach, before Shavish Pesach. And really we were focusing on Pesach and the void of Pesach and the connecting first to the Sadarim. And then, uh, uh, the seventh night, of course, and all that the seventh night affords as far as high levels of Amuna. And I did speak to many, many people uh, after Pesach. And there was, you know, many people had a very good second days of Pesach, good, good Pesach. But for many people, it actually was interesting. Um, it's like the, the reality of that. Some people thought maybe Mashiach would come. I was, I was certainly, uh, I was certainly excited to have Mashiach. I, 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 so it was possible. Um, I'm not from those who declare Mashiach coming every time there's a crazy thing in the world. So I'm, I'm, I'm re- very reluctant to do that. Although, I, I, of course, it's Azman, which is uh, Mesugal. Obviously, like, something like this is, is uh, it's, it's certainly possible. But, uh, but I. You know, some people really thought uh, that it would be a little shorter, and you know, obviously, I, th- I think that at least many of the quarantines are certainly going to be coming to an end sooner than later, uh, like it or not. Uh, that's 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 for sure. Uh, I don't I don't, uh, um, I don't I don't doubt that. But what I did see is, I think for many people, um, the the reality of that this is going to have long term effects, um, economic. Um, could be that even when the quarantine ends and it shelter place, whatever you want to call it, it it's something going to end, and and yet there's no uh, uh, there's no real hundred percent solution, um, and therefore certain people will still be uh, certainly in danger, uh, you know, or or just a general anxiety that think that the situation made everyone feel insecure that you know whether it's people's Short-term plans, long-term plans, um, future thoughts. Like it certainly created and creates uh, a great deal of uh, insecurity. And, and I'm saying that in California, where we have experienced very little uh, of compared to, let's say, New York, New Jersey, in particular, the Jewish community, which really um, saw a lot of tragedy, to say the least. And or compared to Israel, which did not have that degree of tragedy, but people could not leave their houses on Pesach. And yet, speaking to a lot of people here, uh, and I'm not saying that they're, you know, um, it's it's a lot of people, you know, I really, when after Pesach, I was like, a, like almost like a, a balloon got popped a little bit of, a, of, that, of you know, they were on a roll, and now it's like, oh my goodness, what's going to be, uh, you know, or uh, certain realities hit in. Uh, it's interesting, I, I, I spoke to a, a good Jew, a mechanic, a person who is involved in uh, teaching. This person told me, in confidence, that it's really been a struggle for him. And even though he sometimes he gives shears on even bitachon, um, he's had uh, a real hard time uh, dealing with the situation. So that's what I thought. So I told him that this is true, and I, and I, and I felt this myself. This is important for all of us. You know, when we're, when we're studying, we're learning Bitochan and Muna. this is West Point. Um, 
you know, whenever you learn, whenever you have a shear or you have uh, a drasha, where you're learning a safer, whatever it may be, it, it really is West Point. What is West Point? Uh, West Point is the theory, is the truth in its the way it should be. But the mahama, the the battle, is in you, and in me. It's the battle, and and really, right now, we're truly in. A reality is that when we're strengthening ourselves in in Amun and Bitachon, um, that it's that battle that that you know we can have this shear, or this person can even give a shear in Bitachon, but really feeling that a level of tranquility uh, of Menuchas Hanefesh of knowing that everything comes from Hashem, that that's a struggle and it's it's part of it is actually to grow in this. Like if you, we would be in a new job, uh, part of it would be to acclimate to that job, to acclimate to that. Uh, reality. If you're anyone who's tested, you know, it, 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 there's certainly a, a natural feeling of anxiety. But the goal for all of us is to even strengthen ourselves even further to be realized that mamish everything uh, is 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 beyond Hashem. And what we're doing really is the West Point. And what we, and as individuals, what we have to really do is then take that home. And, and I'm not. It's sometimes it's a little easier said than done, but. It's individual. Then it's not what, what what we're learning is the material that we need to know, but to get it from here to here, uh, really is up to us. It's really up to us as individuals to take on our fears and to embrace our kaddish baruch You know, we we darshaned a lot several weeks ago. Uh, that the person who has faith in Hashem will be surrounded by chesed. We give different pshatim lechalatzchan, different explanation. But, you know, I saw that once at Rabbi Yaakov, we saw Lugasi, who was one of the, probably the, the, arguably the biggest teacher of Yitachan. Uh, even uh, Rabbi David Ashir, all those Amuna books, he, uh, he will almost very often quote Rabbi Yaakov, we saw Lugasi, So he once said the following story. He said that there was, a, you know, a child who was a little bit wayward, who got, you know, who, lost, who left his house, and... A lot of problems. It was and, and he was and, and he was struggled because of those, you know, of those uh, re- reality. And so he was. He came one day in desperation and he knocked on his father's door and he begged for help. He said, "Dad, you know, I'm cold, I'm hungry, I'm tired. Like I'm, I'm all of these things." And so he. he so the father said, "I have something that will answer everything for you. Just come inside, right?" And, and what, what that really means is, is that. The, the solution for us uh, to be to to be able to handle this and and the anxieties that I, that I mentioned right now there are economic anxieties there are I, I'm I'm telling you a hundred percent if not in two weeks in four weeks California will be open ninety percent uh, and mo- and the most of the country will be before the California this country is opening up I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that's going to happen and there's still going to be unless something miraculous happens. A lot of anxiety about health. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's and, and even if we close down for three months, it would not that would not change. Uh, so you know, there there are real anxieties out there, and I don't think, you know, I do think, you know, it's interesting. The Gemara says that at the end of time, that Tzadik and Nasuyecha, that those of the will, will will live. I, you know, I, I I think part of this reality, at least for me, and what, what speaks to me, is that Hashem is forcing us to. Work on Amuna. Uh, it's really forcing, and if you don't have that, um, then we will be outside, and there will be a lot of uh, fears in 
and and, and um, anxieties to, to say the least. And and actually, there's a pasuk. I mean, one of my favorite psukim. I realized I had never. I didn't quote it this this year. One of my favorite psukim in in again. But I I years ago years ago. Just backtrack. Years ago, I was I was zeicha. I'll tell you about Bitochon. I um, when I was. Whew, I think it was 21, after Cheshbon, I think it was 21 or 22. I had Epstein-Barr mono for about a year. Um, and, I've, and and because of that, I ended up getting chronic fatigue. Um, I, I thank Hashem I had this before marriage and children. Because it was decently debilitating. Uh, it really changed my life in many, many ways, I, I, I must say. And looking back, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was really, we talk about Bitochon. I really, I, I, it, it um, first of all, I became a lot healthier. I, uh, you know, I, I had, I think I got it because I, I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't eating well and I wasn't exercising. So I still don't sleep well. So I, I haven't changed that. But I got, I, now I eat healthy. I only eat whole wheat and good foods. Uh, and I exercise. So I, I, I had to, the two out of three and then Baruch Hashem, I've never had anything like that for many years. Um, but at the time, really, um, you know, I did have it, and it's, it's a scary thing. And the part what's the scary of chronic fatigue um, is that you don't know when it's going to go away. Kind of like this uh, on an individual level. You just don't, it's not like a day. It's not like a two-week, it's three-week. It's just, you're not really sure when it's going to get better. Uh, and there's many things that I gained from that. I could actually changed some of my plans for a few months. One of the things that made me do, uh, I was in Miami Beach for about three months uh, in the winter. I'm actually calculus right now. And the winter is 1998. It was not. It was January, February, March, April, 1998. So 22 years ago. So I was 22. Uh, but I got it. I, I got it when I was 21 because I had it better for a year. So it was 21, 22. Uh, so I had this, and I remember one of the things I did, besides changing my some of my lifestyle, um, was and meeting some interesting people to, to try to get better. Um, but but I used to daven in the winter by the Baba Varebbe. The Baba Varebbe was an amazing person, a tzaddik of a Jew. He Babov is the largest Hasidic group in Borough Park. It was a Galiziana Hasidic. I think it's the third largest Hasidic group in the United States of America. If I believe it's Satmar is the largest, Chabad is the second largest, and Babov is the third largest. Um, and the Rebbe, who, who rebuilt the Hasidic group after the Holocaust, was really he was such. At that point in my life, my Yiddish was very weak, uh, but I didn't, you know, you didn't, I didn't even need to understand his words. He felt his heart when you spoke to him. He was a warm person, a varmament. He used to be brachas every day. I was davening his minion. He was a very, he was he came to my beach. He was in maybe his nineties at the time, um, and I was davening his minion. So he saw me every day davening shachras. That shachras was like an hour and twenty minutes every morning. It makes Amachal look like a speed minion. Uh, and Rosh Chayda, she would have it. It's a beautiful minute. But one thing he said, I remember at the time, when you want to work in Bitochon, learn Tehillim and say Tehillim. So Tehillim is David HaMalach's life. And it's it was, David's had, life was so rich. And so, um, he had, you know, from his siblings uh, uh, rejecting him, his father at one point, his father-in-law, he had children rebelling, the king of Israel, killing Goliath. You know, he's, he had such an amazing life, but it was always revolving around Hashem. Always. And the psukim, when, you, when you, you, we understand Tehillim, it's Malav Gadash. It's literally, you know, I remember at the time, 
Uh, when the Rabbi said that, I didn't really appreciate what he meant. Say to Hillam, everyone says to Hillam. Like we all say to Hillam. You know, what's the big deal? So, I mean, Pesukah de Zimra is largely to Hillam. Um, Halal is is to Hillam. Kabbalah Shabbos, except for the Chodesh, is mostly to Hillam. Right? It's like what's the, my high? Like everyone says to Hillam, but when you really say to Hillam and you, and you and you focus on the Pesukim on the verses, it it's so enriching. And when you repeat it over and over, it certainly um, you know, it takes what you know cerebrally, intellectually, and can bring it to a deep emotional level uh, of bitachon, and that that really it has a powerful effect. So one of my favorite pesukim is a pasuk in Tehillim Ayin Gimel, the last pasuk. It's Chofchas. This is not that pasuk. It's such a such a pasuk. It says David Hamelech, Vani Kirvas Eloikim Li Tayv. And for me, nearness to Hashem is, is good. Shati ba'adonai Elohim machsi sapra kolachsecha. I've placed the Lord Hashem, it's a double language, which is with different meanings of God, God's attributes in this world, uh, as my trust to recount kolachsecha, all of your works. So what David says is that it doesn't make a difference. What makes a difference to David? What was, what was David's reality? It wasn't if it was in COVID, if it was in good times, it was in bad times, economic recession, bear markets, bull market, you know, health, sickness. No, no, no. What was important to, to David, to King David, who Mashiach will come from, right? And the person who said, Koshishu S.S. of Shem Hashem Ekra, we say it by Havdalah, right? Is Kirvas Eloikim Li. That what is important, what's good to David is being close to God. Everything else was secondary, right? If you were to be the, the if the most comfortable, cozy times, when the market's great and you're financial and there's no outside worries, but if it wasn't closest to God, to God, it was not a moment of goodness. And really, this is an amazing moment of goodness for us to be able to close to close to Hashem. We're forced to be close to Hashem. Uh, the alternative, as I mentioned, is to really be blah, or anxious, or nervous, and the kirvas elokim that's afforded to you and I and to everyone at this time is, is hafla thought. You know, talk about it, it all times and all places. Um, the first Sadi Gereba, uh, the, the Sadi Gor was, was and is a pretty large Hasidic group. It's today, for many, uh, since the Holocaust, primarily based in Israel, they have a large court in B'nai Brach and New Shalayim. Uh, had the the, the, Rebbe, the Rebbe's were very prominent people. So the first Sadiq Rebbe was uh, a son of Yisrael Meruzin. Yisrael uh, Meruzin was was a one of the great early Hasidic Rebbe's, and uh, due to the pressure by the Tsar, he left he left um, uh, Russia, really Ukraine, Russia, but Russia, and moved to Austria. And so the Sadiq court was in Austria. Uh, Northern Austria, then eventually in Vienna for a large part of the time, and but in the in the first Rebbe of Sadigor, the, the second son of of Yisroel was a, I think it was Rav Yaakov Freeman, and uh, he had an amazing mice with him. So that he was a very charismatic. Like his father, he lived very royally. Sadigor was known for they wanted to increase. This was a time of tremendous oppression, and they wanted to increase the stolz. The, the the pride of a Jew, and so the rebbe's really acted like nobles. They had a, he had a beautiful house, and like uh, uh, like, a, like a you know uh, coach, 
and horses, and they would go around, and he would rego clothes, and that part of that was to create a, a certain pride in your Rebbe. You know, it, it was very different than many, like the Chavetz Chaim, as well known, was extraordinarily simple, looked like a peasant. Uh, but the but, but the Sadr, their approach was that, and, he, and it was a L'shem Shemayim Jew, like he was a Tzadik, a well-known Tzadik, many, many, many great people used to come to Tzadik Rebbe. He was so beloved and popular by the people that the Maskilim, the, the, the anti-religious intellectuals of Austria, felt he was a threat. They actually libeled him to the government, and he ended up being in a dingy jail now with the worst accommodations. It was it was damp. It was dingy. It was no light. It was in dark. And at one point, he got quite sick in that in that jail physically because it was such it was such a bad situation. It, you know, and he had no rights and nothing. Eventually, after fifteen months, they actually bribed to get him out, um, and he lived a long life. And his Hasidic group is still very uh, prominent to this day. But what's amazing is Sadiqar Rebbe was a son of Rishonim, and it was a tzaddik and his father-in-law. Uh, was was a friend of his of his father, and also one of the greatest Hasidic rabbis, Rabbi Aaron Mikarlin. So both uh, Rabbi Aaron Mikarlin was one of the greatest students, early students of the Hasidic movement, and so Rabbi Aaron Mikarlin came to visit his son-in-law when he was in this jail, and he sees the terrible, terrible, terrible um, reality of him, of where he's sitting, and he says to him, like, how are you able to be happy? Like, how are you smiling in such a jail? Now, I, I, I when I think of Yosef HaTzadik, this, if someone were to see Avram Yaakov Rebbe, this is probably how Yosef lived on a much higher level. Yosef was in jail for 12 years. He was, didn't shave. He didn't cut his hair. And he was smiling, always in jail. It's Shema Hashem and always in jail. So he looks at the Sadiqar Rebbe, the army called him the Tzadik himself. You know, and he says to him, like, how are you smiling in this jail? So the Sadiqar Rebbe, who... who who usually went with a, with, a, with a coach and lived in a royal house and is now for 15 months living in a dingy jail where she would physically get sick at one point, said to his father-in-law, Mali hacha, Mali hasam. What difference between if I'm here or there? What he meant to say is this Pasek, Kirvus alaykum The deck of cards that you and I are drawn are not nearly as important as if, if we're close to Hashem or not. That, what, the, what, and, and having said that, you know, the, the bracha, again, for me, personally, I, you know, I, at some level, I don't, I also have my anxieties, I have my own things that have to go on this summer, I have my own, I have a lot of children, my, don't, don't get me wrong, I have my, things that, I, that, that are my own reality, um, in which I have to work out my own West Point, and it's my own battle for myself, like you and I, and we all have that. But if you, you you ask me, the kirvus elokim, the opportunity to go close, it's it's amplified now. It, it's greater now. And of course, you would like this to end as soon as possible. And whenever Hashem uh, chooses it, it will. Um, and of course, the more tikkun we have, the more hope it will it will actually help that uh, help the, the world and help ourselves. But I, I really believe um, that we really need to focus is kirvus elokim and. The, the the fact that Hashem created a world, the world right now, um, that it's going to be a period of uh, uncertainty. Uh, that is by design.
Okay, uh, that is by design. Uh, you know, I've seen people always just say, you, you can say, you know what, it could, let me just say this rea- rea- reality. Uh, for those who think it should be a sheltered place for six years, the, the, for that economy, the, the economy collapsing and, you know, national security, and, you know, I, I'm dealing with people who don't have money, so, you know, people who have money say, we'll stay in sheltered place, that's very nice of them, but there are people who really have, can't sleep at night because they can't pay their bills. So <laughs> there, there are really realities of people this economy closed. But even if it would be, if you'd say six months, no, who says in six months it's going to be better? Who says in six years it's going to be better? Nobody knows. Really nobody knows. So, you know, I, 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 really, and I, I really, you know, believe, you know, why Hashem? I, I don't know. But I, I think that part of it is that we are forced to look to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, you know, if it just ends real quick, so life goes back, and we can just get back to our routine. The, the reality is, is that, you know, we're, we're forced, I think, we're going to continue with this talk, it was a long, we're off for about a week, uh, but, but having spoken to many people after, after Pesach, I think we should be looking at what real, that's the closest to Hashem, that Mali Hasa, Mali Hacha, of course we want this to end, and there is a danger for Achenu B'nei Israel, we know that many good Jews have suffered tremendously, Many good people in the world as well, um, but but for ourselves, as far as our mental and emotional and spiritual health, I think really the focus is is kirvas and there's no better time to really connect to Hashem uh, than now. So I wanted to for the next probably couple of weeks at least we're going to do a piece of Rabbeinu Yena. Rabbeinu Yena, of course, uh, was we still have nine fifteen. So Rabbeinu Yena was the, one of the greatest Spanish sages of the thirteenth century. Uh, he wrote the author of Shari Chuva, Gates of Repentance. He also has one of the most important commentaries on Mishle and Proverbs, um, which is what we're going to do. Happens to what we're going to do in this, on, on his commentary on a certain Pasuk. He has a few, and we may do a few of this, but there's one Pasuk in particular, which he has, I don't know, 20, 30 paragraphs on Bitochan. Um, so we're going, to, we're going to focus on that, but he says the same idea in a very short fashion in a couple places uh, in Shari Tshuva and Gates of Repentance as well. So it's, it's, it's certainly something that he held very near and dear. So the Pasuk says in Mishlei, in Proverbs, the following thing. I should get a whole Mishlei because he only has a part over here. For Hashem will be your security and it will guard your feet from entrapment. From Hashem will be your security. That, that says the, the, the wisest of all men, King Solomon, Shlomo HaMelech, Hashem will be security. Not Joe Biden or not President Trump, not the stock market, not Apple or Google. Or the government, or if you're living in Israel, Bibi Netanyahu, Hashem will be your security. Not the, no vaccine, no, no policy, uh, no insurance policy. Um, somebody actually just asked me, should they pull money out of the banks? Like, you know, uh, no, I don't think you have to pull money out of the banks, quite frankly. But, but Hashem, only Hashem is your security. Now, I'm going to skip the first few, few lines of it because they're technical. But then he says the following thing. With a Pasuk where Hashem should be your security, it's talking about an explanation of what Bitochan, or trust in Hashem is. Things that we've been talking about for the past month. 
because it, it's from the roots of emuna. It's a very famous pasuk. Uh, it's also in Tehillim in Psalms thirty-seven Gimel, Gimel. If you want to do good, this is important. You say what King David says. What Adam says is if you, you need to have bitachon very often to do good. Whether it's to proactively, whether it's to give charity, whether it's to be kind, whether it's to have the spiritual, emotional strength to do it, to have the courage to do it, very often. Some things in life you need to have courage to do or to say or, 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 or to believe in yourself or in others or, or, or in your abilities. Do good. Shan Aretz, live in the land, or Emuna, and you'll and you and you'll graze in Emuna. If you look at the Pasak, actually, Zim Zion Gimel. That you know the the pos, it's on a, the whole parak of Laman Zion is talking about first about in a world of Rashayim, in a world of wickedness, how to how to be successful. So um so says uh after talking about Rishayim, right? Have trust that Hashem you'll do good. Shchan Eretz, dwell in the land, and you'll graze, you'll nourish yourself with emunah, with faithfulness. Then it says, V'his'anig al Hashem, and you'll delight in Hashem. V'yitin l'cha b'shalas li'becha, because you'll be led into the door, like I mentioned before, when the sun comes in, you're, you're close to Hashem, you're, you're, you're close to, to Hashem. Uh, but this is after talking about a star, a serious reality in Periklam and Zion. So he says, there's a, there's a serious connection between Betochen and Emuna. Also, he said, Rabbi Yonah says, Vehemen Bahashem. Vehemen Bahashem, as the Pasuk says, um, actually, in, 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 I think it's in Lech Lecha, that after um, Avram fought against Stone, and he, and he, and he uh, if he had fought against the, the kings, the four kings in Stone, not, not, not against Stone itself, but he, he came to save Lot. Um, and Hashem then gave him a few promises afterwards. One of the things is, is he, he told him, because it's a, it's just a few second. Right, so he was offered by, Mal- by the king of Stone to keep everything. Malkitzedek thanks him. Um, and then. What happens next is and after all these things, Hashem came to Avram in a vision in a night and says, Al Tiro Avram, don't be scared. He just killed thousands and thousands of people. Avram was scared. Maybe he killed someone who was a good person. Maybe he killed one of these from you know under Nimrod and all these people from Babylonia who were really trying to kill him. Someone may have been good. He says Al Tiro. Actually, many people say this this Al Tiro Saturday night. If you Motzi uh, Shabbos, it's part of the extra psukim. Uh, we say, "I'm going to protect you." He talks about how the Jewish people will conquer and get the land of of Israel. That's that's all these psukim, and and then it says, "Right." He asked how Avram at the time didn't have any children. Hashem promises him children. Vehemen Bahashem. Right? Avram had no children at this point. He's an older man. Asara is older. And, and he conquered the land of Israel. Avram is. doesn't look too good right now. There's who knows how many Canaanites living in the land of Israel. 
you know, and other kinds of people. Avram is just, uh, you know, is a lonely man without any children. He he's going ahead and saving his nephew Lot, who's no no tzaddik. So, but he the but he had faith, put his faith in Hashem that all the promises of Akash Barkov, all the promises, uh, would, would come true. That's that's the the connection between Metachan and Mumedas as Rabbeinu Yonah. By the way, we're going to start this tonight. This Rabbeinu Yonah is so amazing. I'm per- telling you personally, I've done this Rabbeinu Yonah myself probably hundreds of times, if not dozens. Definitely dozens. No, no. Definitely dozens, but most likely hundreds. It's such a amazing piece. It's such a fundamental uh, uh, piece of Rabbeinu Yonah that, that's an, it's, a, it's so important. And if you have it, if we have it, again, I, I also am struggling on my own level on this because um, well, this is West Point. We, we we need to take it into ourselves. But if we take this, the more we take this, the we will, wherever we are in life, we'll realize the closest to Hashem is not only the most important thing, it's the solution, it's the bitachon that, that Hashem wants us to have at that at that, at that moment. We should be like the, like the Sadaqa Rabbi, to be Mali Hasa, Mali Hacha. It's even there here. That's already a tremendous level. Uh, that's a level... The person truly inculcated uh, bitachon, but the more we have this, it, it will it, it, it will transform our lives. So Rabbi says, trust in Hashem, which is bitachon, which is the the the, the, the fruit of amuna, uh, is with have amuna berura and a strengthening of heart. To strengthen our our, our heart, our kishkas, be Yeshua's Hashem Yisparach with the redemption, with the salvation of of, of the Hakadosh Baruch Hu, v'samech olav aleha be'emes, and to put our faith in Hashem, that like the pasuk says, Hashem yekaslacha, Hashem will be your security. V'samech olav emes kinyan shneimar v'hemen b'Hashem, Avraham when Hashem made these promises to Avraham, Hashem uh, um. He, he was Heman Bashem and Nishan Alav, and and he relied on Hashem. So that is what we talk about. Now, ask Rabbi Nayana, Frakt Rabbi Nayana, ask Rabbi Nayana important question. Ulam, Matsanu, yet we find, Kiat Sadikim, we find from the most pious, righteous people, people much bigger than Sadagaraba, way bigger than Sadagaraba, bigger than Shalom Elach even. Who was that? There were Sadikim that were scared of sin. Shinamar, who, who is bigger than Shalom Melech, who is bigger than Sadagar? But Yaakov Avinu was certainly bigger. Right? Shinamar, Yar, Yaakov, Moid. Yaakov was very scared of Esav. Yar, Yaakov, Moid. He was very scared. Uh, uh, that's one Pasuk. He was scared. Now he was scared that Esav had more merits, of course. That's a Rashi. Quotes Chazal that Esav had served Yitzhak for many years and eyes that Yaakov did not. Or Asa had been lived in Israel for many years uh, that, that that Yaakov did not, or, or you know, or, the, or due to Yaakov's own feeling of I'm not meritorious to have this. Also, another example here says that Shmuel, Shmuel is also Shmuel is compared to Moshe Shmuel Shmuel's also bigger than the Shlomo Melech, and also the Son of God. Shmuel is one of the three greatest people to ever live in this world, right? Shmuel, the Shofet, when it, when Hashem tells him. To anoint King David and Saul is the king of Israel at the time, which means he is literally be murdered by Malchus 
rebelling against an anointed king who was King Saul, Kishaul HaMelech, right? And Hashem tells him, Hashem tells him, literally as a nevuah, go anoint David. And he Shmuel asks Hashem, this is a pasuk, it's a pasuk in Shmuel, Eich Eilech V'shama Shal V'harguni. Right? How could I go um, and Shaul hear this and kill me? What are you scared of? What's Shmuel scared of? Uh, in another Pasuk, V'neamar, Ashri Adam Mephachet Taman. Praise it as a person. Now, all of these things is, is, by the way, the Gemara, the Talmud will say, is that they're scared of your sins. You're not allowed to be scared of people. You're scared of your sins. Well, the question still is there. Maybe who says that you'll see a salvation? If you're, you have sins, who doesn't sin? Who, who, what allows us to have Yitachan? That's really what Rebbe Yonah wants to know. What, what allows you and I to... to to feel kirvas alakim tov, maybe, maybe that that you're in a jail because you're you're being punished and you're forsaken at some level. What, I mean, like, why are you so calm? Why are you so confident that whatever happens is going to be gushmak for you? Now, it doesn't we'll get to what bitachon really means? As we all know by now, it doesn't mean it always we can see the good, but we'll see. Well, you know, uh, but it's always going to be good. But yet we see sometimes the, the greatest tzaddikim are scared. They're praised for being scared due to his sins. Yeah, this other place says, And that this, if you're nervous, it actually causes a stumbling. Says Rabbi Yonah, I want to explain all of what Amunah Bitacha means. What it means to, that Shem should be your security. Right? And if it is, why was Yaakov scared? Why was, why was Avram Avina was it said to be told, it was tear at one point? So we're not going to start this tonight. We're not going to finish to answer by the tzaddikim, but we'll, we'll get we'll get we'll, we'll start tonight. Da ki abitachan, you should know. Our our rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda, is teaching us. Abitachan who shloi is araboshum safek. The abitachan true fight, true trust in our Gadish Barco. There should not be one iota, one even abyssal, a little bit of any doubt. Uh, in that Hashem wants to give us only good. It's like a worker. If you are working for a king, you now imagine a worker. You work for a, a king. You know that even though you're working hard. You're happy because you're gonna get paid well, right? Imagine the following thing: you're working hard and you're gonna get rewarded. You're gonna be loaded. You're gonna be rewarded. I would put people, well, you know, and you, the average person, money is important. You'll be happy. You'll you you know. I remember one of the one of the tricks uh, that that uh, once taught is you know when you want to be challenged. Uh, imagine that for every bit. Uh, of challenge, you get paid a million dollars. Like for every prick you have, you'd be very happy every time you get pricked. You'd be like, "This is great. This is fantastic." Why? If you because if you see the money, you're happy. So we, uh, you know, who believe fully in Hakadosh Baruch who believe fully in Hashkacha Pratis and divine providence, who know that Hashem and only Hashem runs the world. Everything comes nor only from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, only from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I couldn't believe it. Uh, somebody share with me something today 
a from thing. It was, um, you know, raising money. And, and it's, I listened to a little bit of it in a in an adverse. Uh, well, you know, I, I I happen to like raising money. I think it's an important thing. Uh, I think it's important. You know, it helps towards institutions go. It happens to be much more challenging not to do. But so the. The, the, in the pre-talk, uh, so I was listening, I was like learning as I was listening, I couldn't believe I heard this, it was like a from thing. So I said, could you believe this all happened because of a bunch of bats? I was thinking to myself, like, what? Are you, are you from? How in the world do you say it happened? It happened only because of Hashem. It's like a ridiculous thing to say. No, it happened because of Hashem, of course it may be the, the, the intermediaries because of bats. You know, again, you get hit by a stick, it's not the stick that hits you, the person who hits you. Uh, Hashem made the bat, or <laughs> made the bats you know, assuming whether the bats would actually happen in an open market, more likely happen in a, in a in a lab, and then would spread to the market. Whatever it is, it, it, it's Hashem. So the talk means to know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in it for us and for the world, gives exactly what we need. And if that's it, we, we serve happily because everything we're gonna we're guaranteed success. If we do what we're supposed to do, if we do our job, we will be rewarded amply. Even if a person would have tremendous challenges, and there are people, if you only, if you live in reality of looking only at Olam Hazeh, they have tremendously challenging lives, physically, uh, emotionally, you know, I don't want to get into, into dangerous words, there are people who are really, uh, are abused at all kinds, I mean, terribly, challenging lives um you know it, when you get yourself off that situation much more than we have today I, I, you know uh, people have full kitchens right now so you have a little bit less food in your house come on you know again for us our our greatest challenge right now more than anything else is anxiety i i, I again if you're in a place where there's a, with covid all around you so there's, there's real there's actually a magnified danger but even there it's it's still relatively relatively a, a small percent of the population is going to be detrimentally affected, God forbid, for death. It's still very small. I mean, if uh, every death is, is way too much. And again, there are people that I personally know, um, but in the scope of everything, it's not the plaque plague. The bubonic plague killed 50%, 40-50% of the population. If you, if, if you have the worst right now, and it's probably way below 1% of the population because the real COVID rates are way higher. They had this test in Stanford recently. They had it in Massachusetts last week. It's probably way higher. It's probably way below 1%. So if it's a half a percent, point, it's a tragedy, Shane. Come on, I'm not mitigating that whatsoever. whatsoever. But even in those places, if, if, you, if you'd ask me, you know, for the Hamon Am, for 99.9%, 99, 98.5% of the people, it's, it, you know, for them as individuals, the greatest challenge is anxiety, is fear. Um, uh, you know, is, you know, somebody told me their parents, they're, they're, they're in their 70s, they're in New York, in a certain part of New York, a friend of mine, I spoke to him, he lost his father-in-law from COVID, uh, so I paid three shiva phone calls yesterday after Pesach, um, and they're sitting in their house, terrified. Now, they, 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 they're, they're not gonna get, likely get it. They're saying their house is not walking outside. Uh, even if they did get it, they, I think they're 71, 72. Uh, you know, 
about mitigating it, but they're seeing their house terrified. That's the their reality. They have, they have a beautiful house. They have hot water. <laughs> they have plenty of food. They have food dropped off in their house. They have clothes. They have washing machines and dryers. They have everything going for them in, in many, many ways. And of course, they have to be careful. And my own parents are about that age, and they're, they're hunkered down as well. Uh, largely, and they should be. And so, but, but, but if you look at the greatest reality, is 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 the fear. Uh, he's talking about way more than that. And, and I mean that because we think that our challenges are amazing. I'm sure you know and I know people with physically terrible challenges. People who literally lost their houses and their finances. Uh, people who were in very abusive relationships. That's Real Tsaras Rabos, okay? Uh, people who were orphaned at very young ages uh, and had very tough upbringings. Uh, but even if a person has all of that, uh, let me start this. Tsaras Rabos Ra's is Amitz Bavoides Hashem is Barach. The Yiftach Bemis, you have to know that Kisharo Kafo Umachubal, that the reward is all the more that much greater. And then, whether, very often you can see in this world, like, when I look back on my small challenge, at the time it seemed pretty overwhelming, having chronic fatigue syndrome, I, as it can say, I'm fortunate I was able to see relatively short time after, it's how amazing it was for myself, how helpful it was for my own life. So sometimes you can see it uh, in this world, um, but certainly in the, in the real world, the truth, such a person Will, every prick, every bit of pain is going to be rewarded. Uh, Shane Kimo, we're going to have to hold here. Uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the always used to say, used to, the Barbanel, when he used to use Chumash, he has like seven or eight questions. Some of them are like real philosophically challenging questions. So the, the, the joke in Yeshiva's was if you only do the questions, you don't get the answers, you're going to end up a heretic. Right? Uh, so don't come back tomorrow. Uh, we just started this question of Rabbeinu Yoyna, but it's an important question, and that is, you know, Rabbeinu Yoyna says you have to have no doubts, and yet you see even some of the righteous people are there, and Habitachan is the the bedrock of everything. Uh, we'll pick up tomorrow night, Mirz Hashem. I'm actually very happy to have this class uh, going going forth for myself as well, because I need uh, this, this uh, reminder, but I just want to remind you what I said in the beginning, what we're really doing here is West Point. Uh, the battlefield is in your own person, in your own fears, your own anxieties. It's for us to work through to see the Yad Hashem and to remember that the Kirvas Hashem, the closest to Hashem, is the most important thing. And at Bitochan, not only gives us the Menucha Senefesh, the calmness, but it also brings us as close as possible to Hashem. We will hold here tonight, everybody. Have a great night. Good night. And we'll pick up tomorrow, okay? Be well, everyone. Sleep well. Sleep well. Okay, keep well. Cultive. Good night.